2: Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show Part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network I hope you've had a good week, good time with family and friends And the frolicking eh, social distancing fairies of the world As you can tell this is a a pre-recorded segment Decided not to split up the natural conversation flow that we had with the Kiss Guys last week So without further ado I'm going to bring you back into the final stages Of the December Madness Bracketology Best Wrestler of the Last Decade. Hot takes a plenty. Hope you enjoy it. So I'm introducing to you Ricky as always, and of course, Josh and Jeremy from the should be award winning Ace of Podcasts, keeping it strong still. Enjoy.
1: Right, so so last 16 match up number one. We have Tanahashi. Versus Seth Rollins. I know we've pretty much made a case for every individual, so... For the
0: most part. Not everybody,
1: for the most part. So if we wanted to, we could just go straight to the picks. Um, and then if there's anyone we haven't spoken about, like Okada sort of and uh, Omega, etc., we can touch on them. But if he's wanting to give your picks as well as your evidence-wise, he's can, if he's want.
3: Uh, I'm going Tanahashi.
0: I am also going Tanahashi. Too many great matches, too many big moments, too many big main events, too much money drawn, too many titles held.
2: Oh, yeah, I would agree though. Oh well, it doesn't fucking matter, but I think then doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Clive. My boy, Seth.
0: You guys invited the New Japan guys on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. we put Next, next matchup.
1: Up. We were fair. Yeah. <laughs> so next matchup. Number two, we have Suzuki taking on Will Ospreay. Uh,
0: for me, I've got to go Will. Um... Suzuki's had an, a phenomenal decade, and I think maybe the overall stronger decade, but for the years that Will has been active, especially the last three years, they eclipse anything that Suzuki has ever done in his entire career. Um, it's just too much. It's easy Will for me, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to go with
3: Osprey as well. Um, just the incredible matches in Europe, in America, here on the indie scene, in Japan. Australia. Uh, Austria, yeah. Literally, no matter what continent, country, where he is on the planet, this guy's having phenomenal matches. Um, you know, regardless of what you think of him as a person, um, he is a very talented um, professional wrestler, and he's just going to continue to keep, you know, being at the peak, I mean, he's at the peak right now, and he's going to continue to be at the front of New Japan for probably the next decade as well.
0: Last year, Will Ospreay had more classic matches in the entire year than a lot of wrestlers, I'm talking like the majority, ever have in their entire career. It was an un, literally, historically speaking, unprecedented. Yeah. Like, no, the only other um, close comparison that we have since like matches started getting recorded is, like, maybe Ric Flair in 85, maybe, and, and not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of stretch from 2018 to 2019 was excellent, um, and like I say it was certainly, if not the best wrestler, certainly one of the top three or five in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I'm going to as well.
2: I mean, again, well, I, I just, well, I just leave this recording, and you guys can just. <laughs> I'll be up
0: you like Suzuki a lot.
2: No, I just—it's not that. I just think Osprey's a piece of shit. So. No. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I don't like Os- you know, you know the deal with me and Osprey, right? Where he, like he cussed me out. Yep. <laughs> so like, I don't like the guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're we're, talk- we're talking about you know, in a ring or wrestling careers, not. You know, yep. that was a person. That'd be a completely different tournament.
1: Oh, <laughs> that could that could be a fun tournament actually. Titus O'Neil
0: wrestling. wins. Titus O'Neil the greatest wrestler of the past. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, next matchup we have Shavata taking on Kevin Owens.
3: Clive, how about you, you go first here on the phone? Yeah,
2: go ahead, Clive. Oh, well, thanks, gentlemen. That's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's welcome to your off. podcast. Aye. Uh, yeah. As if 2020 hasn't been hard enough, I'm just getting bullied.
0: Well, I think you're going to be happy with this round. Uh,
2: Well, with this specific pick, I'm going for one of my bays, Kevin Owens. Uh,
0: In this specific round, I'm going for Kevin Owens as well.
3: I will also go for Mr. Owens slash Dean. See, I
2: always thought you were good guys. I always thought you were good (laughs) guys.
0: I can make an argument for Shibata, but I I think realistically I need to go Owens.
1: And Rich also went Kevin Owens. Oh okay.
0: <laughs> oh, so you already hit him up ahead of time and like he already said.
1: No, I've literally as soon as that first round was that first round that you guys just finished, I text him straight away, message him, and he got back to me right away. Uh, right next up, Pentagon taking on Cena.
0: Uh, Cena. Yeah, Cena. But, and I love Pentagon, but it's Cena. You know. Oh, that's next one.
1: Oh my goodness, Daniel Bryan taking <laughs> on. Ages. Hold, hold,
0: hold, hold on, oh, sorry, sorry,
1: <laughs>
2: sorry. You love yourself some Pentagon.
1: My, my you take, to put in in the
0: Pentagon pick. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> put, put some respect on that man's six or seven dozen different names, please.
0: Pentagon L zero arm. Pentagon uh,
2: dark zero dark thirty. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say that Pentagon's great. I understand wholeheartedly why John Cena was picked, but now we have two pieces of shit into the quarterfinals.
1: Cena's not yeah. that bad.
2: I can just you know what I'm like. I think live majority of pro wrestlers
3: are not good people. Yeah. So <laughs> no. regardless of who we pick
0: that is literally a conversation I feel like I have with people on the internet daily, is like, you guys know this is, man, I, I won't get into it, I won't get into it. <laughs> yep.
2: I've got a hate-hate hate relationship between us, So
1: My eldest, who's six, has started watching wrestling, and he obviously wants to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, and it, he was stunned to find out that, like, for instance, Seth Rollins is a bad guy, but in real life, he's actually pretty good. Like, he was stunned, and he was like, but if he's good in real life, why does he keep doing bad things on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> why, why <would sighs> you
0: just, he's only six, bro. Yeah, oh, well keep, he, keep, no, he
1: gets it. No, he gets it. He gets <laughs> it. He also, he also realizes. He also realizes Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are married. But he's like, so why doesn't Becky Lynch try to make
2: him good then? Why does she let him be bad? Well, like, I would love question. to be your age again. Great question. <laughs> See, I had to break kayfabe with my daughters because. If my wife was going to let them watch it, then they had to know that Nicky Cross and Asuka battering the shit out of each other (laughs) was stay. They're fine, they're just playing. They're they're hurt, but they're they're still friends, so they had to break kayfabe early doors in this house.
0: Jeremy came to uh, my showcase show uh, where I debuted as a professional wrestler, I guess, and uh, these two sisters wrestled each other. They're twins. Nothing was kayfabe about that match. They were fucking shooting <laughs> on each other. Yeah, they were hitting each other pretty hard. Oh god! They were doing Baba's King Road style.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's like that battle royal that Tessa Blanchard was in a few years ago. Can't what was that oh, one again. Oh
3: yeah, in um, what's that promote? In Beyond, I think it was. Mm-hmm.
2: Some shoot wrestling going on there.
0: Uh,
3: Diana Peraza was uh, a main inter. Yep.
0: That's what I do. I lay my shit in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Matchup number five. That's a, good, that's a good one. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles.
0: Oh, man. It's a really tough one. I understand that, but I will just throw it out there so you guys can have at it. Go and Daniel Bryan on this one. Easy pick for me.
2: Uh, I mean, go ahead, go was- ahead. Well, it's it's an easy pick for me as well, but I can see the arguments for both sides, but I am going for Brian here. i have actually I'm a bigger fan of the Captain Planet stuff more than the Yes movement. I just thought that was sensational work. And he makes, apart from perhaps Big Cass, it uh, makes even mid-card angles interesting as well and I don't think that's always been the case with AJ Styles, so I'm going to go for Daniel Bryan.
3: I'm also going for the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan.
2: He was pipped. Pipped.
1: Tell telling you, see if we were able to include some of those earlier TNA stuff. Oh, well. I, I Honestly, I don't know who I'd have went. I probably would have leaned towards Daniel Bryan as well.
2: Daniel Bryan's but, gone all the way.
1: So the next one, right, we can all just assume.
0: Daniel Bryan's going to win, whether he wants to <laughs> or not.
1: <laughs> Champa versus Okada. Gotta go. Oh,
0: yep. go. Okada. Yeah, I'm going Okada. Easy pick up this one. Yep. Next one, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't need to, like, oh, come no.
2: on. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I would have picked Okada as well. Oh. We have, so
1: this is number seven in this round. We have Hiromo taking on Roman
2: Reigns. Oh. Very interesting.
0: That's an interesting one.
2: Uh, and to fight back as vengeance for knocking out Charlotte, I'm going for Roman Reigns purely for the, <laughs> the politics involved in the last episode.
0: Who did uh. we, and we knocked that Johnny Gargano. Yep. Yeah. Uh I, I think I think I'm going Roman.
3: Yeah, also I'm going Roman too. I mean, you look at just the way I mean Roman obviously the, the face of the promotion pushed as the top, very top guy, uh, the WrestleMania stages, some of the programming feuds he's been in. Obviously, I, I think obviously Hiromu is a way better professional wrestler than he is and ha- and has better matches over the decades. Um, but I still think I have to go with Roman.
0: Yeah, uh, head to head, I pick Hiromu. Match for match, I pick Hiromu. Who's more interesting? Hiromu. Who dresses better? Hiromu. Who's more handsome? Hiromu. But I'm still (laughs) going to pick Roman, so I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm picking him.
2: (laughs) Even even with those new uh, veneers that Roman's got, I think he's got a case.
0: Yeah, he's got that, but I mean, have you seen Hiromu? I mean, he's Beautiful.
1: Roman is also beautiful, though.
0: (laughs) No, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I I would, generally, I think the biggest thing that kind of hurts the argument for Hiromu in this case is just, um, I think he got a later start in the decade, honestly, and then it is the fact, like, there's just way more, like, attention or, you know, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, like, He's he's the guy in the company, right? Whereas like Romo's never been the guy in his company, right? He's a
3: top guy in the junior division, but he's never been like the he's never been the Okada, the Tanahashi, he's never been the ace. He's not. I mean, maybe he could get, get there in the people, coming years. People think
0: it's happening. I don't. I think he's going to be a player, but I don't. I, I don't think he'll ever be like the guy in the company. I'll be honest with you. The
1: last matchup up was nice – this is interesting. I think Chris mm. Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Ooh. It's an interesting
0: one. I'm going Kenny Omega. <laughs> 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 I think I think we can have a debate on this one though because we haven't really dis- discussed the accolades for Kenny Omega just yet. Hmm. Um, or even really Chris Jericho for that matter.
3: Yeah, they both had kind of easy victories in the last round.
0: Mm. I mean, I think I think Jericho has had a lot of career renaissances, a lot of great matches and great, uh, you know, characters that he's developed and stuff. I mean, when you look at 2010, he was the Wrestler of the Year, and then in 2019, he was the Wrestler of the Year. And those were the two – 2010 was when he, like, debuted the new – you know, the, the – Painmaker? No, 2010.
3: Oh, oh, the um, –
0: That was the HBK yeah, 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 yep.
3: yeah. The serious short hair.
0: Yeah, that character. And then, you know – Came back in twenty thirteen, reinvented, twenty fifteen, went to Japan, did all that stuff, the Painmaker stuff, came to, you know, AEW. And I mean he's had fantastic matches along the way and a lot of success at the top. But for me, like I just don't think it measures up to what Kenny Omega did over the past decade.
3: Right. You just look at Kenny's decade, uh majority of it in, <clears throat> excuse me, majority of it in Japan. We um, you know a lot of work in DT, the feud with Kota Ibushi, um the team of Ibushi, the Golden Lovers, that teaming and then that breaking up, um, them coming over to New Japan as a team, um, some stuff like in the junior tag division there, then his elevation into the junior division, then eventually elevation to um, heavyweight and having literally, you know, star scale breaking matches, the, the rivalries with Okada. Matches with Tanahashi, Naito, uh, his G1 just being absolutely incredible. Um, And now his his run at AEW, um, incredible. You know, two years there. Now he's a champion. Ratings are up, are huge right now. A lot of intrigue around what he's doing right now. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going with Cleaner.
0: Well, before... I, you know what? Maybe I'll take my pick back. Why don't you guys kind of discuss what you think, and I'll, I guess I'll kind of decide, because there, there's a lot there, I guess, between the two of them. I think...
1: Jericho's role in, where, in the start of AEW, I think that should be a big like factor in this as well. I think... They made the right decision, first and foremost, putting the title on him, and I, th- I felt like that title run was was excellent. I thought what he'd done for the company and helping building him up was was excellent as well. Uh, name recognition, his promo stuff, like forget about the matches for a moment, um, and like he says, you kind of forget that that HBK ladder match took place in this decade. The great stuff he'd done with Kevin Owens as well, um, his introduction into New Japan. But then, I think you look at the absolute quality of Omega's matches. Um, I like how he's been booked thus far in AEW. Uh, you know, they could have, if they really wanted to, just given him the title straight out of the gate, but they didn't. He's been involved in now two really good matches with Moxley, uh, involved in the tag match earlier on in the year as well with the Bucks. Um. So I think when it comes to the actual in ring product, it's you know, night and day really like there's there's you there's no debate there. I just feel like the amount of times Jericho's reinvented himself and come back and it's completely different, completely fresh, and it's gotten so over. Time and time again and how big of a part he's played in AEW I feel like those things make a hard decision for me. Um, but if I stay true to myself, and I've always said in-ring work ultimately is king, I'm going to have to go Omega.
2: Well, I think between general performance, um, the sort of meta pandering that's going on, the politics, just the general not-niceness. Jericho has begun to left quite a sour taste in her mouth for the last year or so, to the point where even if it is him being a good heel, it's just not my cup of tea. I think the last truly great match he had was with Kenny Omega in Wrestle Kingdom. That was a phenomenal match. But even though Jericho... Has not had, personally, has not had a great 18 months or so. I think his body of work up until then was exceptional. Oh, but I just think Omega's been on a steady, steady rise and it hasn't really dropped off in popularity. I think the, and also peaks, I'd say maybe the AEW Championship and the friendship with Kevin Owens was his Jericho's biggest peak in this decade, whereas Omega's biggest peak was the Ocada match, which was a big, big deal.
0: I'm really unsure. I, I think some things that kind of like, I don't know, solidify it for me is like Kenny going to Mexico, winning the title there. Having being you know a big star there, having these great matches, coming to America, and becoming a big star here, ha- the, the tag matches with uh, Adam Page, all the the incredible singles matches. He doesn't get credit for this, but he's one of the best empty arena performers of the COVID era, uh, week in and week out on Dynamite, literally having awesome awesome matches. Um, over in Japan, I mean. The majority of guys, if you asked who their best opponent was that are current-day roster members, it's going to be Kenny Omega. Um, his last few G1s were just, I mean, incredible classic you know, level. His title reign was awesome. He was a huge star there, like huge star. And, I mean, big star in America, big star in Mexico, big star in Japan. Um, he proved that he can, like... It, he's proved up on many, like, occasions that he can be a big star. Like, when he came over and he wrestled Phoenix um, in Northeast Wrestling, they, like, sold, they, like, did one of the biggest uh, New York house show, like, draws ever outside of WWE. Um, I've got to imagine a lot of the success of All In was the fact that him and Pentagon were wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. um, he, I mean, it's not to say that Chris Jericho is not a big star or a big draw, because he clearly is. But I think Kenny Omega is the biggest draw and the biggest star outside of WWE, and kind of secretly has been for the last three or four years.
3: Yeah, and I just remember we went to a ROH taping at the, oh, yeah. the end of 2017, um, and the Bucks and Kenny were on the tapings. And, you um, know, it was a, at, the, at the time a rare U.S. appearance for Kenny Omega. And literally just the, the the insane line for Kenny's meet and greet was just absolutely crazy.
0: Well they were sold out too and they had to open up the big room right to accommodate.
3: And I, I remember one of the the um security guard guys, he's like a local indie guy when I was working security and I, remember I was with Rich and we were kinda of deciding are we gonna get in the Bucks line first or we're we gonna try and get in you know this massive Kenny line and the guy was like you want to get in Kenny's line because you don't know like when you will see Kenny Omega again, and like still just the way he talked about Kenny and just like the importance that people were just drawn to him and like wanted this chance to meet Kenny because it was just so rare. Uh, I don't know, like that also that left an impression on me.
0: Well, not only that, like they in New Orleans they did the biggest Ring of Honor house show they'd ever done. It, it was built off the strength of Kenny Omega against Cody. And then the next year they did Madison Square Garden, and the truth be told, even though he didn't compete on the show, they sold out because of Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Everyone that bought those tickets thought that they, that they were getting to go see Kenny. Yeah. Omega. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were going to be live
3: for the first U.S. Omega Okada match.
0: And all those early New Japan big sellouts that they did over in California, those were those were all Kenny Omega shows that they that people were paying to go see. Like, yeah. uh. And then, yeah, the match quality is just so much higher with him. I, I think it's clear-cut. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's definitely Kenny yeah. Omega.
3: Yeah, I think it's crazy just showing how much of a draw he, he's he been without the WWE machine behind him.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's an important thing to remember. Like, when we're talking about comparing people who are draws. Um, like you said, when you've got this big, big machine behind you, I think you need to, you know, bring it down not and, like, compare and, like, what. Like you see, the mega and the Bucks um, were so super over and were such a draw, and they never really had any kind of machine behind them.
3: I think another well, thing to think about, too, is the fact of, you know, we talk about guys, people being the guys. Like, in the last decade, yes, if you exclude AEW, I don't really think you can say Jericho has was ever the guy in WWE. Yes, never. He had the world title stuff, like we talked about with Sean, but... Anytime he had, like, the world title, it was always a secondary kind of thing. He was never the WWE champion. He was never really main eventing pay-per-views, even though that, in, that entire run was incredible and stuff he was doing with Shawn um, and then coming back and all the surprises and stuff like that. He was never the guy. Even when you look at his last WWE run where he's doing the Festival of Friendship. Like, they couldn't even get, like, a top billing at Mania. That was, like, one of the opening matches for the U.S. title, almost, almost forgotten about at this point. Um, Kenny, he's been the guy in New Japan. He's been the guy, and he's now AEW. He's been the guy, in like DDT, he's been the guy. in these promotions. He's the guy in AAA right now
0: as the the Mega mm-hmm. Champion. And and also he was on top when the company was doing their highest revenues, highest like attendances that they've ever done in history. Um, so I think is everyone agreement where Kenny Omega? Cause I think that. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I think I'm leading towards Omega. All right. I think okay, if, okay. It was, if we were basing Jericho's 2000s decade, it'd be a much harder. Like, much, much harder. But in terms of the 2010s, Omega. I'll go for Omega. I'm not annoyed that Jericho's lost this one, but it's just I had to have a good think about it.
0: Plus, you don't like him anymore.
3: <laughs> that's <true. laughs> He's become the Judas in your mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Actually done. laughs> right.
3: We're
1: down to the final eight.
0: Oh, it's getting exciting.
1: We have matchup number one. Tanahashi taking on Will Osprey.
0: I'm I'm going Hiroshi Tanahashi on this one. I'm also gonna
2: go with the ace.
0: Oh thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Make that
1: four. Next up, oh, Kevin Owens versus John Cena.
0: I think he got go uh, no Cena. John Cena. Oh. I think it's easy too. I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a, a miracle. I, I love Kevin Owens, but I think he got the right pairings to oh. get this far, but I am a little surprised he got this far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, help, come on. Be, be with me. Show <laughs> some solidarity for your fellow Scots.
3: Oh my gosh, Clyde's powered me tonight. Uh,
1: I mean, look. Look, the US title no, l- l- no, open challenge. No, remember, not, remember. I'm, no, I'm not going to be with you tonight. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm so John Cena. Another
0: one uh, likes the dust.
3: Uh, it. a it's it's an audio format, but I, I wish we 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 put the video out there to see the disappointment of Clive's face right now.
2: Well, I'm recording the Skype, so... Uh, ladies and gents, if you want to donate some money to the show notes, and the link in the show notes, I'll put up a clip of me looking so despondent and dejected. That <laughs> fucking John Cena and his inspirational tweet quote prick-face asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Cena follows hey, me on Twitter. Hey, Cena's got an incredible Instagram game. His stuff is so, like, weird and, like, random, it's great. He's a troll.
2: <laughs> I've never yeah, saw you, him on Instagram. You, you lot are trolls, so that's what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen,
1: this guy, for all we know, may make it to the final. Alright. Right, Oh match up number three. We have Daniel Bryan versus Okada.
0: Alright, is a tough This is a yeah, really they, a yeah, tough yeah,
2: one. Now we're really in the weeds here. Ah, <sighs> man. What happened to It's Okada, as your reasoning? But it's Daniel Bryan. Let's yeah, it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah, <laughs> it's the American Dragon. <laughs> I'm personally, I'm just going to put this out there. Yes, the... Okada has put on some fantastic matches, but personally, I've preferred some more. Not many, but some more of Daniel Bryan's matches. So Here's to one thing to I that, say. I'm going for Daniel Bryan. On you go, Joshua.
0: In this decade, um, Okada's had three title reigns that, on, that most performers can only dream of in terms of length, in terms of defenses, in terms of quality of matches, in terms of houses drawn. um, Literally legendary. Uh,
2: Who's who's this, sorry? Kada. Kada. Kada, right.
0: Um,
2: One of them in particular was, like, exemplary.
0: There was two that are extremely exemplary. Uh, The one that went for almost two years... But then, let me look at him real quick, actually.
3: (laughs) Well, while he's looking that up, uh, I think I'm leaning towards Okada. Just because similar argument that I made with uh, the, the Jericho Omega thing, it's like Okada has been the guy, the face of the promotion for the last decade. Look at Daniel Bryan. Even with the Yes Movement, that was begrudgingly WWE having being forced to go with Daniel Bryan, and then even then it got cut short because of the injury. Um, And ever since then, like yes, Daniel Bryan's had great roles, uh, but he's never really been the guy, the top star. He's always kind of even with the as great as Kofi Mania was, that wasn't the main event of WrestleMania, um, and that wasn't like considered like the top program going into that show uh, from a, from a booking perspective, from a, you know, a Vince McMahon perspective. Um, so I, I think the booking of Daniel Bryan, as far as not being portrayed as like a top money star kind of hurts him here. And I think that's what, I think that's why I'm going to go with Okada.
2: But you have to take into account that Okada was doing some Scotty to Hottie cosplay for a long time. <laughs> his-
3: mm, uh, broken, broken Okada.
0: I think So here's here's some facts Okada held the title five times Over the course of the decade And held it for a combined 1,790 days With 30 title defenses Which is the most title defenses ever For any IWGP champion Ever in history um the big reign that stands out though was his uh let me take a look here
3: 2017 It was his
0: fourth reign from 20 from June of 2016 to June of 2018 so it was literally uh 2 years 720 days uh he had 14 title defenses in that time and it was classic I, I mean he <laughs> He beat Naito for the title. Um, He beat Marafuji. He beat Kenny Omega. He beat beat Minoru Suzuki, Mm -hmm. Katsuyor Shibata, Bad Luck Fale, Kenny Omega, Cody, Evil, Naito, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Tanahashi. Most of these matches were in the close to five-star range or or more. It is considered maybe one of, if not the greatest single title reign in history, and that's a a two-year period. I mean... I hate to do it, but I am going with Okada over Daniel Bryan. Okay. I think
1: I'm probably going to go Okada as well. Just to piggyback off what Jeremy says, like, this guy's been the guy for so long. And I think what really hurts Daniel Bryan here is... In terms of match quality, like both guys have been involved in great matches. Daniel Bryan's great, some great, great moments, but I think the time off and the injuries catch up in this matchup. I think if we got a fully healthy Daniel Bryan throughout this decade and he didn't miss large chunks of it, I think uh, you know, it would be a hell of a lot closer and we might end up going with Daniel Bryan, but I think for those two reasons I'm going to go for Kada.
0: That That is the, one of the few things, when I was considering who I thought was the WWE wrestler of the decade, just in general, not related to this, I had to go Cena. And a lot of people went, Brian, but I think that the, all the injuries and the time off and everything kind of hurt that argument. And I think it hurts his argument in this case as well.
1: well that's my job. That's is interesting.
0: Oh, so we're decided it's Okada? Thanks, gentlemen.
2: Yeah, Again, I will no, Okay. Well, Rome, Daniel Bryan, you did well. I just, I'm not annoyed, overly annoyed with this one, but I think Daniel Bryan, I mean, if took off, he took away Brock Lesnar. Who else did they beat? AJ? AJ, that's some stiff competition. Yeah, and
0: yeah.
3: trust me, I, I love Daniel Bryan. Like, mm-hmm. he was one he's been one of my favorite wrestlers over the last decade. Um loved his stuff in ROH and loved everything he's been doing for the most part in WWE. and Yeah, I uh, would
0: I would consider myself more a Bryan fan than a Okada fan. Yeah, same
3: here.
1: Oh what last matchup was I found. Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega
0: <laughs> Oh man. I would love to see that. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that would be definitely. A I would love to see it. Kind of stealing Carl's um, dream matchup, Okada versus Roman.
2: Yes, that would be excellent.
1: I don't care where that is. I'd love to see that. How
3: about you guys go first on this one? All
1: right. <clears throat> like, I think both have been involved in. Like, super great matches. I think Kenny's obviously been involved in, you you would say, his matches stick out more. Um, I hate the argument that, as Ke- I, I just saw it on Twitter, and I think Omega replied to someone saying, you're only the champion right now because you're the EVP or whatever he is. And he was like, yeah, because I wasn't, like, the star or the main guy in every other promotion I've been in kind of thing. Um, I think that holds a lot of weight. Um and but Roman's been the guy. He's a big dog. <laughs> and and I, and I and I and I hate to say it because like it's 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 not really it's true, but at the same time it's like well it depends how you look at it. He's the guy in the biggest wrestling company in the world. Um, so like I think that's hard to look past as well. Um, I know he's been involved in all these WrestleMania main events and Royal Rumbles, um, but Kenny's also main evented Wrestle Kingdoms as well, been involved in one of the best trilogies you'll ever see, in three of the greatest matches you'll see, one of them being arguably the greatest you might ever see.
2: I'm I'm trying I'm trying to take out of my thinking the whole thing about people thinking Roman was pushed down our throat. throats so I'm trying not to think of that and just base it purely on what was on screen.
1: I like I've always liked Roman. I've always liked Roman. I've um, been up
2: and down with him. I'm and sure that's I'm because I've been up and down on him on veering towards Omega.
1: I'm struggling to pick. I think I would lean towards the woman.
0: I've never seen Kenny Omega get bashed to the white meat on on the biggest stage in the world. And then, after eating like four or five F5s, get beat <laughs> when he that clearly was, won.
2: That was. I don't. i think I've I remember, have been, uh, I
0: remember that
1: exact video. Of, I think it was Josh, Jeremy, Rich. James and maybe one or two others who are used users watching it. Um and it's I remember Josh's much, reaction. Do yeah, you know, I remember Josh's reaction saying like I don't I don't like Roman, but my God they've done him dirty here.
0: They they've never done that to any of their top guys ever before. Um Yeah, that he's Kenny Omega has benefited from the uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like that he didn't get pushed to what they thought were his, you know Potentials in Japan. He got pretty high, but you know, people wanted him to be Okada esque, and that never really happened. But he never got treated like Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And here, the other thing, and then the other thing that solidifies it for me is like, I've seen um, Roman have great matches, but I've seen him go out there and miss over the past decade. I've never seen Kenny Omega miss. Ever. He never misses. It is the craziest fucking shit. This guy never misses. <laughs> never seen him have anything below very good over the whole decade, whether it was as a junior tag team with Ibushi in DDT, you know, as a junior in IW, in uh, New Japan, or, you know, as a main eventer in New Japan. Like, the guy just produces classics. And I can't really say that about Roman. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I'm think I'm I'm going with uh, Kenny Omega here.
0: Oh,
1: um. down to you, Clive. And then if you do, I've already asked Rich.
2: Who have you picked, Ricky?
1: I went Roman. I think I know. In ring is king. I always say. I just I just can't get away from the fact that it's Roman Reigns. And he's the biggest star and the biggest wrestling company in the world.
0: And that's a valid argument. I, just, I
2: can't get past that. And I'll, I'll, I'll add peaks into this one as well. And Omega's peak arguably was the Okada stuff. But in terms of all-round presentation over the last few months, like it's shocking how good that stuff is. So I'm going to go for Roman Reigns as well. But I think I've got a funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know why you guys picked Rich. You pick
0: Mike. Yeah. <laughs> should pick like Yeah. Should
2: have someone else, shouldn't have. Yep. <laughs> Damn, you're rich. <laughs> rich went with Roman
1: Reigns. No, really? he's like... he did. He went did. In. Yep. You're lying. No, he went with Roman. Wow. No, no I don't did. know if you. I don't. No, you probably can't see the. So I'll, I'll take a screenshot and send it to the messenger group. Wow! Wow!
0: What kind of shenanigans is this? Wow, this will work.
1: Boy, Rich White McKinney. Of course, he
0: did. there's no way. Like I would, I couldn't. That, that's not possible. Yeah, what's this? <laughs> uh, stop like, the fraud.
1: He, did, it, like, he didn't even elaborate. The only reason he seemed to give here was. Kenny went into the Observer Hall of Fame this year. Roman fell off the ballot. Lol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, I think that is its reason. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. To be <sighs> fair, I do think Roman Reigns will be in the Hall of Fame eventually. <laughs> oh, damn, why did I switch? Here we go. And then, and then I just texted him and he said, I was like, you picked Roman over Kenny? He said, No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Five. Yeah, your worst dream may come, may become a reality because you might need to pull for the only WWE guy left. And, and this, this one's really hard, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I've known that this one's coming because I've been seeing it in my head, and I'm like, ugh, this is. I'm dreading this one. Ah. what's <sighs> the key I was hoping
1: it was going to be Roman Okada just for at least we finally get to see that matchup of some sort, somewhere. But, final four. Fuck. Match number one, we have Tanahashi, John Cena. Man.
3: That's
0: a match I would love to see happen. Oh, man. Um... we're down to the final four, right? Yeah. I, I honestly, it's really tough because I mean, I will throw it out there. I think Tanahashi is the wrestler of the decade in Japan, be even above Okada. But I think John Cena is the wrestler of the decade in America for the 2010s. So I really don't know. (laughs) Um, I, I think overall, I think I am just I, – I have to take Tanahashi based on the body of his work. But these two guys have so many parallels in terms of, like, when they debuted, how long they've been around, what they did for their companies, how long they were the faces of it, how many big performances and title reigns they had during the, during the time. Like, it's really tough. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is John took time off throughout the decade – at the latter end, the tail end. Mm. And Tanahashi never really has ever done that. Even when his biceps got ripped, even when he like pulled stuff in his back and his legs and his knees and his neck. Yeah. It's never I mean Cena never did that. No. Tanahashi's real never give up.
1: John Sweat and run for Hollywood.
0: <laughs> I think I think I take Tanahashi because he has a full decade and I don't think John Cena does
2: Oh, I, I'm
1: Tanahashi all the way. Oh. Like, I need to go to Richland. I was going to go Cena. This kind of similar argument for Roman. Because for like five years outside of the great wrestling he was the biggest wrestling star in the world. And probably, I don't even know if you can call him a wrestling star anymore if I'm honest. Yeah. Um... That would be the only reason I would save with Cena. I have a feeling I'm going to lose out here.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going with Tanahashi. Like Josh was saying, like they literally have so many parallels. They're they're pretty much on on equal footing. But I think the thing that puts it over for me, I think, is it's your saying, Ricky. You know, the, the inner ring is king. Yep. I I. I mean Cena, he's had his great matches, but Bella Bell, to Bell I, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I think is a better professional wrestler, Bella Bell, than John Cena is, and has had more
2: classics than Cena. Cena had great matches for one and a half years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's not true. Every year he'd have like one really great match. Yeah.
2: No, I, 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 I slag Ricky off for he's constantly marking out for the US Open Challenge, <laughs> but I, I he it.
1: had like. Five like six <laughs> weeks. See, like he had, and I keep saying it. He had two back-to-back weeks with Cesaro. Which I'm pretty sure closed oh, door matches are awesome. Like they were in f- Sami Zayn, which I think Sami Zayn popped his shoulder
0: in his yeah. entrance. Yeah. Like the Cesaro matches were fucking awesome. Well, remember also the match with him and Rollins and Lesnar at the Royal They're Rumble. Normal. Incredible.
1: The, the three with owns. Of that oh,
3: one. Did they have a match
0: with Neville the US champion? Yep. 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 Plus, plus the yep. Rollins feud uh, the SummerSlam match I mean to me that was seen as career, best career year and I thought he was the wrestler of the year that year yeah. plus, so, plus, plus, 20, plus that
1: unbelievable teams. match with Undertaker as well I don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> No one wants to remember that <laughs> Right so
2: nah. Tanahashi here Thanks. There there are gods in the world then. So I'm saying has gone. And they're Japanese, these gods.
0: Well, I mean, Kenny Omega's Canadian.
2: <laughs> well,
1: I just mean in, in terms of this matchup. There we go. Kenny Omega versus Okada. Um, for the finals.
0: For this, I'm for, the last spot final. for everybody, because we've discussed them both at ad nauseum. Uh, I'm going position Okada pretty easily in this one mainly because it is based off the decade. Now, Okada didn't wasn't active the whole decade the way Kenny was, but he was on top every year that he was that he, since 2012 he was on top having nothing but classics. And Kenny was great, but he didn't do that.
2: I'm going for Kevin Owens.
3: <laughs> is that, is that an option? That's the wrong KO.
1: <laughs> Six months ago, we would have we would have finessed a, a certain Glaswegian into this conversation somehow.
0: Who?
2: Yeah, he won't be mentioned anymore. I don't know. Who... And he's talking about Joe uh, Coffee.
0: Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> still
1: say it's funny Uh, nah I will go yeah Okada as well kind of similar reasons for Josh um just Um, just that little bit higher peak Uh, and as Josh said like the guy for so long as well um and obviously had that awesome two year reign in there as well um like the Omega matches, Tanahashi matches, AJ Naka. There's there's so many to pick from.
2: I got Okada for me as well.
1: And I think, and this is this is gonna be really really strange. Um, last year's G One, the opening match where you guys went to the uh, night one, where you went to. I think I remember messaging Jeremy just saying, like seeing Okada and seeing Tanahashi. It was like it felt like looking at Okada. You you were looking was like wow, he looks like a star. Like I just felt that match stood out so much because it just felt like a big big fight. Um That's something like just little things like that always stick in my mind, and I got that impression from both of those guys, but it's but especially Okada on that night during that match. That 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 stuck with me for quite a while.
3: Yeah, that was an awesome match to watch live. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with you guys. I'll go with Okada.
0: Well, and it's down to the final two.
2: Which is arguably the, the rivalry of the decades already. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll let you guys know, too, since we're on the – before we move on, I would have taken Dean O'Brien over Kenny Omega. Why?
2: Mm. Oh without a shadow of a doubt for me.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just going <starting> out there. <laughs> yeah man, some of these
3: guys got lucky with the with the pairings.
1: Oh, definitely. definitely. Like there was a couple of ones in the first round that was just fuck. Like you just didn't want them to be paired up together at all. And if I didn't delete the spreadsheet then That's like I could when tell me and Jeremy yeah. had to fight
0: each other on the first round of the uh quiz time invitational. That's right. Oh, that was intentionally done.
3: Should have, should have been the main event.
1: <laughs> oh, here but we go. Here. <laughs> Final matchup: Tanahashi, Okada. I already have Richie's pick.
0: Um, I will. I'll just say this: at the end of last year, or at the beginning of this year, um. Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter released their New Japan Wrestler of the Decade, or actually just Wrestler of the Decade in general. And when I examined all the numbers and all the matches and the business they did, I disagreed with him because they picked Tanahashi. And I thought, even though Tanahashi had a full decade, I think Okada has had the stronger decade and been on top for a longer period and had more great matches and done more business than Tanahashi. For that reason, even though he's probably my favorite active wrestler today, I have to go against Tanahashi and pick Okada.
2: Mm. <laughs> that was a very pensive. Hmm, yeah.
0: And it's and it's for those reasons. He had more great matches in the decade. He held the title for a lot longer. He had more title defenses. He had more Wrestle Kingdom main events. He had more main events in in general, and he drew more money. And I think he won Wrestler of the Year more times, too.
2: I think even mirroring their K-fame story where Okada eventually took over Tanahashi, yes. I think as this decade has went on, that has been the case in real-life business um, cri- well, they critical made, acclaim.
0: They made their names off of each other. Yep. Or at least Okada did.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Josh lays out the perfect case there. It's hard to argue against that. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go. Okada. Oh, I
1: thought, I thought he was going to say, but I'm going to argue the case. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and, and you know, it's close, though. It's not by a wide margin. It's not like Okada did way more than Tanahashi. It's mm-hmm. not. It, it's small margins. Really, they're negligible. Clive,
2: are you going to make uh, any questions? No, it's quarter past one at night here. Uh, no, the answers are gathered. Yeah, I think what Josh said was pretty much perfect.
1: Um and out of just to be just to let you know what Rich picked.
0: He picked Anna Hashi a bit.
1: Yeah. Yep. He did. So there you go folks. According to Ricky and Clive keeping it strong style and Rance Morris of Outsider's Edge your wrestler of the decade is Kazuchipo Okada.
2: I think d- despite all the, the hot takes, the the shock picks, the politicking tonight gentlemen, <laughs> cough, cough, cough. Uh, I think with Okada being the outright winner of the decades, that I can't find fault in that and I don't think many will. Yeah. Yeah. Even even objectively, that's like fair enough.
1: I think what would have made it slightly more interesting was if John Cena just wrestled a little bit more, for say, for another year or so, and if, if we managed to get Cena versus Okada maybe in a final, I think that would have been really really interesting. But I think Cena's last four years or so, whatever it is, just kind of ultimately hurt him in the end, um, just not being around.
0: You could say the same thing about Daniel Bryan. Yeah. yeah definitely. If, if if he hadn't taken that time off, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened at that point. <laughs> but this has been awesome.
2: Yes, this was good.
1: Clive, I'll leave the plugs and whatnot and the goodbyes to you, since you do it
2: so eloquently and amazing every single week. I'll crack the jokes around here. Oh, go ahead. I said I'll crack the jokes around here, Ricky. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, I'll, I'll leave all the other plugs on our side to Jeremy as well. So.
2: Well, Jeremy, why don't you give us your details?
0: Yeah, you
3: guys can follow us on Twitter at KISTrongStyle. Follow me at Jeremy L. Donovan, keeping a strong style. We drop either very late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning right here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, so you can subscribe, get all the great shows that we have here on the network, including Rookie and Clive and all the great stuff that we have here. Um yes, yeah, be on the lookout for a lot of the, the year end stuff that we're gonna be doing. Um by the time you guys are hearing this, I think our Wrestle Kingdom preview will be dropping. Uh we're gonna have uh, Chris Samsa from Forces of Wrestling Sport Pro Wrestling on to uh, preview Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. So well, that should be very exciting. Um, by this, by the time you're hearing this too, the, the awards will be announced for Keeping a Strong Style, our fourth annual Keeping a Strong Style year-end award, and we're having uh, Rich Krejch from Voice of Wrestling uh, flagship on to announce those awards for us. So I know this is kind of in, in the future for some of this stuff, so by the time you're hearing this, go back and check out all the, the great stuff that we're doing here at Keeping a Strong Style.
2: So a busy, busy few weeks ahead for you there.
3: Yeah.
2: Excellent. The so, most exciting time of the year for them. And it obviously is. It's Christmas. I know. Well, technically it is Christmas because Wrestle Kingdom is <laughs> just fast approaching.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so we've been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on the Social Suplex Podcast Network where you'll find other shows such as Keeping It Strong Style, as, ju- as you've just heard, One Nation Radio, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Great Match Generator, All Things Elite, 8-Bit Suplex Podcast, and... Last but le- I, I mean last but not least, the Grave Consequences podcast. Shout out to you, Caleb. <laughs> bring uh, back the Wrestling uh, wash. Bring back, back of <laughs> Bolton. The
0: greatest two <laughs> episodes <laughs> episode <laughs> <of laughs> in the history
2: of, of our sport <laughs> <laughs> Of our industry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to do a uh, our sport. <laughs>
0: We need to do a throwback episode of SMC. <laughs> <laughs> to get all
2: parties to sign contracts for that one I think But yeah. uh, will
0: now be unsanctioned I think you'll have uh, Oasis will get back together before SMC runs again who? <laughs> Oasis
2: uh. <laughs> um you can go to the podcast app of your choice preferably Apple Podcasts and give us a nice five star review help us with the algorithms head over to com where you can find these podcasts and their columns and you can get them sent directly to your email inbox by pressing the subscribe button. If you head over to the show notes on your pod app, you'll see links to Pro Wrestling Tees, where you can get some social suplex t-shirts, um, donation pages if you want to donate to the the network as a whole or individually to Rick and Clive, still looking for a webcam, listeners, um, We are at the Wrestling Sphere Circle on Facebook, and last but not least, we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Jeremy, Josh, thanks very much for bringing us out of this horrendous year. I hope you guys have a good start to your new year. Obviously, with Wrestle Kingdom round the corner, it's going to be a good one.
3: Awesome. Yeah, looking
1: forward
2: to it. Ricky, have a wonderful new year.
1: Yeah, you too. I'll probably speak to you in about five minutes. minutes.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you guys for having us on right. yeah. well, no, all thanks. thanks for coming, for coming on
2: up. guys we yeah. appreciate it right. speak to you later ladies and gents and we'll speak to you in the new year Alrighty. bye thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive wrestling podcast we'll see you next time